Hey everyone, we are here and we are live and ready to go. Thank you for joining us. For many of you, this is the lunchtime edition of New Hope Radio. That's okay. Hopefully you're relaxing, sitting back, maybe you're having lunch, maybe you're running some errands in the car. Glad to be with you here on 1590 on the AM dial, 92.7 on the FM dial. And uh, how else are we coming at you? I don't know. Later on, we'll be on demand at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the podcast venues, and um, try to try to uh, make the Word of God as available as much as we can, because it's so important that we have the Word of God. We got a good topic today: ordinary life, extraordinary legacy. We're going to see how that works today. You might not have considered this much in your life that, you know, because you might live an ordinary life, like most of us do, simple life, but you certainly can leave an extraordinary legacy. A person may consider their life to be common, nothing remarkable, but I want to tell you something. With God, you can leave a mark on humanity. You can leave a mark on human history that will never fade. We're going to take a look at a guy named Enoch. Enoch was this kind of man. He was the father of Methuselah, who was the father of Lamech, who was the father of Noah. So Enoch was the great-grandfather of Noah. And we're going to take a look at his life today. But a couple of things I want to cover before we do. Number one, Hopefully, beginning next Tuesday, we're going to be broadcasting live during this time on New Hope Radio Facebook. So if you're not a follower of New Hope Radio on Facebook, you might want to check it out, become a follower, and we will come to you live just like we're doing here on the radio. And what I also want to do, because I was thinking today, what a need we have for the Word of God. I mean, you know, as you, as we look around at the politics in our country, how divisive it's become. As we look at the world stage and the things that are going on, it's just some things just seem to be out of control. And the people that are running the world, they're out of control. And we only have one stabilizing factor in our lives. And you know what that is? It's God's Word. It's the only thing that can stabilize us. And that's why the Hope Club is so important. And what I want to do, I'm going to play for you today's devotional that the members of the Hope Club received in their email box today. And they received it because they commit to $3 a week to keep New Hope Radio on the air. I mean, think about it. Every Friday, just send off $3. Just click $3, go to the website, newhopecc.tv, click support, click radio. And fill in your information, just $3, boom, every week. And that uh, that will really guarantee that we stay here on the radio. And you'll get a devotional like this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And we also send a Tuesday challenge, which will really help you to grow as well. So just sit back, and I'm going to play for you today's uh, Friday devotional. You know what I like about Fridays? 
The doors to the Hope Club, <laughs> they're open. Well, I hope you had a good week this week. I think we had some pretty good insights into the Word of God in our devotionals this week. Monday, you know, we talked a little bit about how valuable it is to remember the teachings of the Word of God and let the teachings in your heart turn into a life of showing kindness. And then I hope you took the Tuesday challenge. And the Tuesday challenge was to look for an opportunity this week to show kindness to someone. Maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a relative, maybe it's a co-worker. Hey, maybe it was a stranger. But you took that opportunity to show kindness to someone in any way, any way at all. And then think about how did that make you feel? And how did that make them feel? Then we talked about trust. What does it really mean to live the Christian life? To trust God. Trust Him with all your heart. That's what God is looking for. When you do the things that God desires, that's honoring the Lord. Today we're going to take a look at one more way to honor God because what? It's something that He desires. He really likes this for some reason. Because the reason God likes what we're going to talk about today It has to do with, oh, here it comes, our hearts. This topic is a heart revealer. And yeah, we're in Proverbs chapter 3, and we're we're in verse 9. Remember, this is God's desire. Honor the Lord from your wealth, and from the first of all your produce. God says, when you give to me, that's honoring me. Honor is something that we bestow on someone that to show respect, to show reverence. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce. And God says, again, remember we said this week, when we do what God desires, he gives us a reward. So your bonds will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. See, giving to God, oh, here it comes. I like this. It's a heart check. It really is. It's not about how much we give to God. It's about the condition of the heart. Because whatever we give to God, what God is saying is, I'm going to give it back to you. Even more. Even more. Think about that. Can you, can you trust God that he will give you more than you gave him? Remember we talked about that when we started the week? Trusting God. Can you trust God more to give you back more than you gave him? Hey, is that a test of faith or what? It's honoring God. When you honor the Lord, you do what he desires. Your bonds will be filled. Your vats will overflow. God is saying, I don't really need your money. I need your heart. You can have your stuff. I don't need your stuff, man. I'm in heaven. We got streets of gold up here. We got gates of pearl. We got foundations of precious gems. We don't need your money. We just want to see where your heart is. Where is your heart? Where is your faith? Where is your trust? Is it really in God? 
So this Sunday we're going to be in church and we're going to be singing songs of praise to honor God. We're going to be learning his word and doing our best to apply it to honor God. And we're going to give him an offering to honor God. See, I don't know about you, but I want the complete picture. It's like, I don't want one part missing. I want the whole thing. Just like in a relationship, you don't want most of your spouse's love. You want all of your spouse's love. You don't want your spouse to be 75% faithful and 25% unfaithful. Like, that don't work. You want 100% faithfulness. And I want to be 100% faithful to God. And I know I fall short many times. But the point is, if there are things that God desires in order to show honor and respect to Him, I want to do my best to do that. And again, I know I'll never go without because he gives me a command with a promise. Your bonds will be filled with plenty. Your vats will overflow with new wine. There's a challenge to trust God and see if God can come through and save my soul, I know he can come through for the smaller areas of my life. I really believe that. That's the faith, the trust, the honoring that God is looking for. So let's make the Word of God real in our hearts this week. And let's take it for what it is. It's Jesus Christ's mind. It's God's heart. It's what He has for us. So listen, thank you for coming along this week. Love you guys. Appreciate all of your support. Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. And looking forward to being with you next week. Well, I'll tell you what, that's a great day to begin. That's a great way to begin the day. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we can begin the day listening to a devotional. And you know, we cover all bases. I don't care. We cover them all. We cover things that have to do with ourselves personally. We cover things that have to do with our relationships with other people. We cover things that have to do with our relationship with God. And whether it's praying or giving or serving or learning and growing, you got to cover it all, man. It's all about the full counsel of God. We are very balanced here. And we don't, you know, weigh one aspect of a relationship with God over another. Especially like so much of the preaching today, it's, it's unbalanced. It's all about getting from God rather than giving to God, serving, living in our spiritual gifts and in our talents and dying daily. When's the last time you heard a message about dying to yourself? We die daily about crucifying the flesh, about becoming a living sacrifices. We don't hear that stuff on the popular TV shows and the Christian preachers. Why? I don't know. I think people want to hear it. I think they want to hear it. They want to learn it because they want to be all they can with God. They want to attain the highest level. And that's why we give you the opportunity to uh, join the Hope Club. We need you and you need us. We need you to help us stay on the air and you need the Word of God because we all do. So really pray about that. And we really hope to continue to enlarge our enrollment in the Hope Club. Okay, let's take a look at Enoch. Enoch was the great-grandfather of Noah, ordinary life, extraordinary legacy. 
Now, he lived a relatively short life. Guess how long he lived? <laughs> 365 years. Yeah, that's not too short. Well, compared to those of his day, before the flood, many people lived to be 700, 800 years old. Yet Enoch remains the oldest of all because, you know why? He never died. I'm like, what? Enoch never died. Guy's still going. We pick it up in Genesis 5, in verse 20. All the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. Enoch lived 65 years and became the father of Methuselah. And then Enoch walked with God 300 years after he became the father of Methuselah. And he had other sons and daughters. I don't think so when you're 300 years old. You're probably going to have a ton of kids. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Now, the Bible doesn't point out any remarkable feats of Enoch. He wasn't a general. He wasn't a conqueror. He wasn't somebody that had all these remarkable things that he did. We can assume he lived an ordinary life, like many of his contemporaries. He was concerned with family matters, worked hard to support his family, fulfilled responsibilities of a husband and a father, probably a good friend to those around him. But let's go back to verse 21. Enoch lived 65 years, became the father of Methuselah. Then Enoch oh, walked with God. 300 years after he became the father of Methuselah. It appears that in verse 22, something happened. Something happened in his life. Up until this time, he lived his life. He was a husband. He became a dad. But after the birth of Methuselah, then the Bible says, ooh, he walked with God. Some say he always walked with God, but the Bible doesn't say that. Up until this point, he only lived. Now, he begins to live with God. Oh, big difference. A good point for every person to reach. There's a difference between living and living with God. Or should I say, living and walking with God. Something for all of, all of us to think about. Though he walked with God, he still lived a normal life. In other words, you know, walking with God doesn't mean you, 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 you become this weirdo. doesn't mean that. You're still normal. He had other sons and daughters. And the changes in a man or a woman who walks with God, the changes are internal. They're carried out in the secret places of the soul. We begin to change outwardly before we change. I mean, we begin to change inwardly before we change outwardly. So the real question is, am I changing inwardly? Am I changing in the area of kindness, generosity, love, service, patience, humility? Oh man, we can make a miss a list a mile long. If you're a new Christian and change is slow, be patient, be consistent, be faithful to the scriptures. And be desirous to change, and you will change. If you've been saved for a number of years and find change fleeting, then follow the steps mentioned for the new Christian. That's all. So, 
How do you change when walking with God? What brings about these changes? Well, first of all, change begins in the conscience. Conscience is the place where the alarms go off to tell us, danger, danger, danger. Then conviction sets in. And then you move into action. Enoch changed living life into living life with God. But he still inhabited the same ground. He didn't withdraw from society. He didn't become a monk. He still occupied with the cares of his sons and daughters and family duties. Like one man said, religion is not a change of space. It's a change of spirit. It's not a new road. It's a new perception. That's what it is. It's a new way that we look at life. For Enoch, walking with God meant carry out the old duties with a new light in his soul. Bear the old burdens with a new strength in his arms. Meet the old faces with a new love in his heart. See, where once he walked the old path alone, he now walked the path with God. Oh, that's the difference. There it is. You have someone that you're going through life with. Someone that is always there to lead you, to guide you, to carry you when you're tired, to lift you up when you fall. That's the God that we worship. A couple of verses summarize the life of Enoch, 23 and 24. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. We established that. Enoch walked with God. Uh Uh-oh, guess what? He was not, for God took him. (laughs) He was not, for God took him. Now, let me back up. What does it mean he walked with God? It means that he had a devout life, that he lived in close communion with God. That's what that means. One-on-one, mano-a-mano, okay? One-on-one. Now, the definite article is used in the Hebrew, but not in the English, which means in the Hebrew, it says Enoch walked with the God. In the English, it says Enoch walked with God. What's the difference? Because especially in the Hebrew, the, the definite article is the word the, and it points to the one and only God. It's not like, yeah, he walked with God. Which one? Well, anyone you want. No, he walked with the God, the one and only God, the one true God, Jehovah. That's who we walked with. Perhaps in those days, people had already started to drift away from the one true God and creator. And it had to be specifically outlined that Enoch didn't drift away and follow other gods that people worshipped, but he stayed true to the one true God. And then he was not, for God took him. No, he wasn't alien abducted, like some people claim to be. God took him. For Enoch, the grave did not prevail. You know, Adam is there. Joshua is there. David is there. Enoch's not there. Enoch's father, Jared, was there. 
Methuselah, at 969 years old, he reminds us that no matter how long your life is, life on earth still comes to an end. Maybe there's a place where a grave should have been for him, but there's no body there. Question, why didn't Enoch die? Because he walked with God. So God took him. That was it. He walked with God and God took him. You know what God said through the prophet Ezekiel? Behold, all souls are mine. God owns every soul, everyone. To see God is to dwell with God is to enjoy God. That's what he did. Enoch saw God, loved God, dwelled with God, enjoyed him. There's an old blind preacher. His name was George Matheson. And he said, To abide in God's tabernacle, there was required a man with clean hands and a pure heart, free from life's vanity and uncorrupted by earth's treachery. Yeah, that's where you got to be if you really want to dwell with God. The Old Testament prophet Jeremiah said, But if I say, I will not remember God or speak any more in his name, then in my heart it becomes like a burning fire, shut up in my bones, and I'm weary of holding it in, and I cannot endure it. In other words, he can't contain himself. He's got to talk about the one true God. You know why? Because he's one true God. And because of that, Jeremiah, he didn't dread physical difficulties or social difficulties or economic difficulties. You know what he really dreaded? Being unprepared to meet God. Being unprepared to speak about Him. That's what he dreaded. Holding it in. He dreaded that. New Testament commentary, Hebrews 11 says, By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he would not see death. And he was not found because God took him. I mean, people went looking for Enoch one day. He was gone. Where was he? I don't know. You see Enoch? Nope. How about you? Nope. I thought I saw him at the store yesterday. Yeah, but how about that? I don't know. Where'd he go? God took him. God took Enoch. Now, here's his legacy. Ordinary life, extraordinary legacy. He obtained the witness that before his being taken up, oh, here it comes, he was pleasing to God. And he would not see death. What a legacy. He was pleasing to God. I wouldn't mind having that legacy. I wouldn't mind having that on my gravestone. He was pleasing to God. I'd be thrilled to have that. I don't know if I will. If I had to bet, I'd probably say I wouldn't, but maybe, who knows, maybe I'll get lucky. But he would not see death. Wow, see, that's supernatural. He was pleasing to God. And God took him. He never died. See, Enoch is not known for doing something spectacular. He's known for walking with God every day. That's it. Any of us that live ordinary lives can have an extraordinary legacy. We follow in the footsteps of Enoch. Walk with God. That's it. You know, the pyramids in Egypt, they were erected to prepare for the future, 
for the kings. You have an IRA. You're preparing for your future when you get older. Even our Christianity is a preparation for the world to come. Oh, but Enoch, he lives and convicts us of our first meeting with God. It's here on earth, not on the other side. Enoch was very concerned about his day-to-day relationship with God while he was alive on the earth. Not so much when he got to heaven. But his life with God on the earth was very important to him. So that's where we begin to walk with God. Here on the earth. Not on the other side. Right here. Our experience with God, it's not beyond the grave. It's right here and right now. And I hope that you are having that experience. I hope that you are experiencing God and that you have a day-to-day walk with Him. If not, get started. How do I get started? Tell Him, God, I want to walk with you. God, I believe Jesus is the Savior. I believe He died for me. I believe His shed blood is my passport to heaven. I want to walk with you. God will say, come on, let's go. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for you. Come on. God, you know, God, he wants to walk with us. He loves to commune with his people. And he wants to commune with you. He really does. Don't leave him out in the cold. Spend time with God. Realize he's for you. He's not against you. He wants fellowship with you. He wants to share the wonderful, oh, here it comes. Did you ever hear of the riches of Christ? He wants to share the riches of Christ with you. Yeah, right here on this earth, not in the life to come, but right here on planet earth. There are so many riches that we can be had, and they're not material riches. We're beyond that stuff. They're riches of the soul. They're riches that bless us on the inside, not the outside. Because the inside is where we live life from. That's the most important thing. You live life from inwardly, not outwardly. That's what God wants to be, inwardly. Well, look, I hope these things were helpful. Uh, they help me. And when I say it, I'm like, oh, yeah, man, I got to get right. I got I to gotta do some of these things. Talking to me sometimes. So I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for coming along. If you like the programs, share them. You can go to our devotions. You can go to our podcast and you can share those podcasts with other people. Check out the New Hope Radio Facebook page. You can become a follower. Go to Spotify, iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, share them with other people. Everybody needs to hear the Word of God. All right. I want to thank you for coming along. Pray for the program. Support us if you can with the Hope Club. Have a great weekend. See you next time for more of New Hope Radio.